Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, thank you so much for staying with us. So we started this journey on trying to assist all of us in making sure that we are compliant um, with our tax matters. And it's very, very important that one does not find themselves saying, well, I don't know, you know, my tax person did this, my tax person did that. So this is why we're having this particular feature to try and assist all of us to make sure that whatever happens, you are in charge, you know what your tax matters look look like and you are not surprised one day when somebody knocks at your door and says you are not compliant. So Marsha Ujabolo Ujobolo, I beg your pardon, is a senior manager, customer experience at SARS, who joins us now on the line. Marsha, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Pamela. Marsha, can I just read an SMS that came through? I know we've got a lot to cover, but here's an SMS that came through before we even start our conversation. It says, Pimel, I would like to know, at what stage does it become a criminal offence when you owe SARS and you have received a final letter of demand? Can your guest take us through what happens after receiving, and in capital letters, a final demand? This is John in KZN. I know it's it's a hot one, Marsha, but let's let's kick it off there. Okay, so the debt management uh, process um, has multiple phases. The first phase is the the, pre- the prevent phase. Uh, usually, when the taxpayer submits a return, uh, they will receive a, a, notifi- a notice immediately through the the notice of assessment, uh, informing them whether there's an amount that's due to SARS or there's an amount that's due to them um, that's basically a refund. If a taxpayer has an amount that is due to SARS, we usually uh, also have a date on the notice of assessment informing them when the uh, payment due date is Mm -hmm. uh, for that specific assessment. Mm -hmm. The second phase, if we've not received um, any payment from the taxpayer as per the stipulated due date, we then engage further by sending the taxpayer uh, reminders uh, through email or even SMS um, correspondence. Mm. If also after this phase we still do not uh, receive any payment from the taxpayer, then we go through the recover phase where the taxpayer has not compa- uh, complied by settling their tax debt. In this phase, uh, we really um, even take it, uh, but not limited to calling the taxpayer and reminding them of, of the tax debt. If the taxpayer still does not commit to settling the debt, or they even sometimes ignore the agreements that they make with SARS, mm-hmm. we then do issue a final demand uh, notice to the taxpayer. But... Uh, you know, this is also open, I suppose, to uh, negotiation, right? So once you start getting that letter, the first initial one, you can go back to SARS and say, okay, I acknowledge, but I'm able to pay under these terms. And can we agree on those terms? Yes, definitely. A taxpayer can either through um, calling the contact center mm. or even sending us emails, um, you know, make arrangements mm. to set to part settle the debt on either, uh, depending also on their financial standing, it can be spread across uh, a, a number of months. Um, and they just need to ensure that they commit to uh, the grant agreement that they make with SARS um, and um, they, 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 they make the payment as per the agreed all right. Marsha, let's just go quickly through the branch submissions, non-provisional taxpayer deadline, please. When is that? So the 
that would be on the 22nd of October. Mm-hmm. It's the last date for branch submission. Okay. And, and the e-filing deadline? The e-filing deadline will be on the 16th of November. So this is taxpayers who are registered for e-filing mm-hmm. or taxpayers who will register for e-filing. They don't currently have an e-filing profile. They have up until the 16th of November to submit their 2020 uh, tax return. There are things that you want to highlight while processing the, the, the returns, Marsha. What are those? So right now, uh, we're busy doing the rounds uh, at the different branches to try and understand their needs and the reason why they, they're still coming to to the branch, even though mm-hmm. um, to to make uh, you know efforts into moving a lot of us to the online channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the branches is we have taxpayers who are in the pro um, either seeking employment or they have been called by a potential employer and their employer is asking for their tax reference number and they they do and in a piece of paper they actually want a printout from SARS. And what I would just like to highlight is that taxpayers do not actually need to come to the branch for that. Mm-hmm. On our website, a taxpayer who is registered for tax can actually by going to SARS.za there's a little icon on the home page that says, what's my tax number? They can complete that form on on the website and their tax number will either be emailed to them in the form that is required by the prospective employer mm-hmm. or it will be SMS to them if they just need to remember what is their tax reference number when they are completing a form for any other uh, process that requires the tax reference number. A taxpayer can call the contact center as a second option and request that a tax reference number be emailed to them. The third option is that they can log on to their e-filing profile or even on the Mobi app and they can uh, request a notice of registration under my services. So taxpayers really have three options if they're required to provide uh, a document indicating what is their tax reference um, number and that document will also be auto-stamped uh, by SARS. Marsha, how how does one know, how do we verify that the SMS that has come through or whatever communication that has come through is actually authentically from SARS and it's not something, you know, a bogus, fraudulent um, communication? We always encourage taxpayers not to to click on a link that prompts them to capture their login details or prompts them to, to capture... Uh, informa- sensitive information like the banking information. Mm. A lot of the correspondence that we send to taxpayers, we will either ask the taxpayer to go on to the e-filing profile, which are using the username and a secured password that they themselves have created. They'll be able to then access either the correspondence that's sent to them via letter or on the landing page on e-filing, it will indicate that there's a correspondent, unread correspondence from SARS and the taxpayer can read it in a secured environment. So my message to taxpayers is if the message that you, 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 you are receiving, it's suspect. You, you just feel like something is not right here. You have a, an option of either um, logging on to e-filing and checking the correspondence from there. The second option is on the Mobi app. 
there's actually uh, a function um, on the homepage of the app, a contact us button. You can request a callback uh, from SARS. An agent from SARS will confirm, will call you. They will verify that you are who you say you are, and you can ask them any questions that relate to your text matters or even the SMS that you, you, you have received from SARS. All right. Let's take a quick break while we get to the very latest in headlines with Utsila Saku 130. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Hello, Pamela. Uh, Pirin, Alex, two quick questions for your guest. The first one is, how do I go about uploading a company, a private company, onto my e-filing profile so that I can be able to process uh, their tax returns on my own profile? I've been trying for some time and I'm really failing. And the second question is, when I have uh, processed my e-filing and it says that I'm being owed 100 rand but it says that it goes into audit and when it goes to audit it says the SARS owes me 50 rands what would have happened in that regard thank you good day my name is patrick i have a question here i submitted my return online and then i had to go to the prince to be assisted with that and then now I got notices to say, one, there are documents that I need to submit. And when I called their call center asking about those documents, they're saying like, um, it's IRP5 and the letter from the department. And my question was like, why must be the one, I like, how do I know how to give them an IRP5 and of which I received them, I received it from them from the beginning and two, I'm told that I have 6,500 investment that I don't even know. I have never made an investment and all those things. And when I call the call center and then they say it's none of, it's none of their business that I don't know that, then I should be able to, to investigate on what is that for. Please help me on that. Masha Ujobolo is a senior manager and customer experience uh, person at SARS who's here to help us with all tax matters. Masha, I don't know if you were able to get um, those particular questions, but when something comes up that you are, you know, you are liberty to highlight and say, well, we've noticed that you've got an investment or whatever it is that you have picked up that an individual is unaware of, how does one get to sort that out with you? Sorry, if you could please pre- uh, repeat the question, uh, Pamela. Basically, I was asking the question that the one voice note was asking. She, the, the voice note is asking that they were told that there is an investment that he's unaware of. And when he asked somebody at the call center, they, they were not really coming forth with assistance. They were just saying, well, you know, this is what we can pick up. And that's the end of that journey. How does one get to then sort something like that out? So I apologize to the gentleman if that's the the feedback that they received. But the third-party data that we receive from banks, it should indicate the the name of the institution. So on your on on the investment container, it would indicate whether is it a bank or if, even uh, is it a, um, another financial institution like your Sunlams or Old Mutuals. Uh, normally, that information that we pre-populate uh, does reflect within the investment container of your return. The taxpayer can then contact the said financial institution and inquire about the investment.
assessment um, where the the the, um, the institution has submitted that information through to SARS. Will you be patient while this person investigates? In other words, it, it could very, very well be something fraudulent, you know. Um, in that process, are you able to sort of wait for that investigation to happen? Before so you the, start... The, the, call to the, the call to the contact center usually creates a case number that is linked to the taxpayer's uh, profile. So either via the ID number or the tax reference number. So in the event that the taxpayer comes back and says, I've only managed to receive the information now and I could not submit the return at the time, I'm sure that with the trail that we would have uh, indicating that the taxpayer did call us, we would be able to resolve the matter with the, with the relevant taxpayer. What's, what's this gentleman's recourse? He's saying he didn't get joy at the, at the call centre. So if he can provide um, tax reference number or his ID to to your producers, I can go and check the case. We can actually listen to the recording and contact the de- gentleman and advise him um, accordingly. Okay. Um, let's just replay the first voice note that we got. Hello, Pamela. Uh, Pirin, Alex. Two quick questions for your guest. The first one is, how do I go about uploading a company a private company onto my e-filing profile so that i can be able to process uh, their tax returns on my own profile i've been trying for some time and i'm really failing and the second question is when i have uh, processed my e-filing and it says that i'm being owed a hundred rand but it says that it goes into audit and when it goes to audit it says the SARS owes me 50 rands. What would have happened in that regard? Thank you. Marsha, did you get that? Yes, I, I got that. The first one, uh, linking your, 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 your business to your individual profile. Um, on the on e-filing on the left hand side of the menu, what is called a button called My Profile. If you click on My Profile and you click on My Portfolios, you can actually add the organisation to your profile and follow the step in the steps in then activating that organisation to your personal profile. The, the 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 key thing to note is that you must be the registered representative of that uh, company, which is done through SIPs. So when you register your company through SIPs, you would elect the, the, the registered representative or you would be the sole director of the company. We then pick up the information that is submitted through uh, by SIPs and we are able to link that the, the said company that you, you, are, you are linking to your individual profile you are actually the, the um, registered representative and we would be able to activate uh, that profile. You then, under your portfolios, be able to manage both your personal um, profile and the organization's profile and be able to submit uh, returns for both. All right. Let's take a quick break. I do see you, Mpo. I see your calls. I see your WhatsApps. I will come back to you in a short while. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We're discussing all things tax related, and you can start dialing in on 0891 104 You can also send WhatsApp notes on 0614 Mpo is calling us from Mangawung. Mpo, thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon.
Good afternoon, Pumelo. Pumelo, uh, I just want to find out from your, um, your visitor there. Mm. Um, I, I have been, uh, what you call, uh, submitting my files, e-filing yes. on, uh, on the same template, using the same template for my log sheet mm-hmm. for the past, I think, two, three years. Now, all of a sudden, this year, I've been referred for auditing, and the auditors are rejecting my uh, my template that I've been using for the past three years. The same thing with my, 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 my colleagues. We have submitted the same type of uh, template of a log sheet. Theirs have been accepted, mine has been rejected, whereby I'm requested to detail for each and every customer that I went to see, what is it that I went to do. But we are all doing the same thing, we're doing sales. But on mine, they want me to detail each and every activity that I did with the customer, of which something I don't understand because, like I said, I've been submitting the same thing for the past three years, no problem. But to all of a sudden, they take it for auditing. Now I'm, I'm expected now to give details because now they are rejecting it. I don't understand why. Okay. Because it's the same thing that my customer, my, my colleagues have submitted, mm-hmm. and that's, nothing was said to them. Mm-hmm. They have been approved. Okay, Masha? So, Pamela, I cannot speak on um, what the um, other colleagues submitted because I would have to see that um, to compare the information that's been submitted to SARS. But what I can say is that on, when, the te- when the gentleman goes on to our website, sars.gov.za, and he searches for logbook, there are quite. Uh, there is an example that's uploaded on our site on the type of uh, information that is required um, um, by SARS. So, including things like the date, opening kilometers, closing kilometers, total business from to the reason, uh, actual fuel. If you're going to declare the cost of uh, the, um, the running cost of the vehicle and actual repairs and maintenance, which would form part of the information that you declare uh, within your 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 travel. Um, claim within the container. So if the gentleman is uh, going to claim for fuel and oil costs and repairs and maintenance, he would also need to input that in the logbook. This is on our website. If he goes on to sars.gov.za and he searches for logbook, there should be a document with an example of a log- what we expect from, from a logbook. Okay. Um, I hope it's okay, Mpo. Are you feeling okay with that? All right. Okay. We, we've obviously lost them poor there. There is a question here, uh, Masha, that says, would you please ask your guest if you are able to make arrangements for payments via SMS or e-filing? Masha? So you can make, um, yes, I am here. You can make uh, arrangements for, for payment via the contact center on 0800 There is also uh, on our webpage, um, just looking for the link right now, I can share it with your your producers, but on our website, under contact us, there is a link or an email for a taxpayer to actually uh, complete the form and send to the request uh, for payment arrangement. All right. Sebastian is also calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon, Sebastian. Sebastian, good afternoon. Sebastian. Yes, hello. Please go ahead, Sebastian, with your question. Yes, this relates to the submission of annual tax returns by mail. 
Um, there is a facility that you can request the form on the uh, via the call centre, and it's automatic. And I did that, and I requested the form as per last year, which was all the same fields. What I got was a nonsense four-page form, which actually had none of the fields that I required, um, and wasn't the same as the previous year's submission. Um, that came by post, and then I sent two emails to the contact centre. Is a new number. Contact us. Uh, one of uh, at a at a space of some days after the other because I didn't get any response with content, and I haven't yet received uh, the form to actually do the submission of the tax by post. And they're also imposing a very um, too strict a deadline, I think, of 30 September, which has passed. Uh, if I'd rece received the proper form in the first place, I could have got it in by the, that time. Uh, in other words, it's, it's, it seems, uh, they're not ad adequately providing for people who actually want to do the submissions by post, rather, who can't get on the website or don't want to have to go into a branch o office, which is a pain to do. Uh, and this should be a facility that is properly provided and has adequate time uh, given to it for people to do it and uh, should work properly and none of that is happening at the moment. All right. Marsha, I don't have much time. Would you be able to respond to Sebastian, please? So on that one, um, again, Pimelo, I would need to know and understand the questions that the agent asked the, the taxpayer because the creation of the form um, is dependent on the questions that are posed to the taxpayer and uh, their responses. Then it also generates the form that will be mailed to the taxpayer. But the taxpayer can... Um, again through your um, producers, send through his details and we can investigate further and see how we address <laughs> them. The taxpayer also has the option to request an appointment uh, via our online channel and select either a video or telephonic um, appointment. Mm. The agent on the other end will be able to assist them by actually completing the uh, the, the return on their behalf. Mm -hmm. They don't need to uh, request another form to be mailed to them. We can either do a, a video or we can do a telephonic interview and assist taxpayer to submit their return. Sebastian, is that satisfactory for you? So you no, don't no, need to send another all. one? Firstly, I, wasn't, I didn't request the form via an agent. I requested there's an automatic system where you just go through and they say, you know, automatically, do you want the same form as last year? And you, you say yes, you know, automatically uh, without even going to an, uh, to an agent. And that's what I went through. At the time, <clears throat> there was a queue of 800 people to actually speak to an agent when I tried again for a second time. And secondly, just as a being fobbed off to go have to go into a branch uh, is not really an answer to this. One should have the proper facility to actually request a form by post, be given the correct form by post, and then send it back by post. So you don't have to have all the trouble of actually having to go into town. But Sebastian, that's not what she said. I think let, let's try and make this work. She's saying you can actually facilitate an, an in, a, a, you can have a conversation either via telephone or via Zoom where it's a video call and that person on the other side will fill it for you. You won't have to be given another form to sub, uh, uh, via via by post. Well, um, that, Correct. that may be as it may. Yes. But 
um, what I'm getting at is the postal request of a form and the provision of a form and sending back on a form, that should be a proper working system. And my experience is that it's not. And they, it shouldn't have such tight deadlines on it either. In other words, those who want to do things by post should uh, have a working system that actually enables them to do that by post. And uh, in my experience is that it's not working properly. And that's what I'm trying to report. And it needs proper investigation. And, and also not such a strict deadline that you have to get it in by 30th of September because you're dealing with a very inefficient postal service at the moment. Um, and but maybe, Sebastian, if you, if you acknowledge that the system is inefficient, why don't you choose options that are efficient, like a telephone? Well, I don't, I've not heard of them doing it on the telephone before. Yes. What I've heard of is you can make an arrangement via the call center um, to go in, make an appointment now, and go into a branch. But that involves the trouble of going okay. into a branch. So, so the option does exist where they will have an appointment via telephone. So you just request an appointment via telephone, and actually the person on the other side will fill it in for you and and make sure that it is right. So so that there isn't this back and forth is that not something that you think can be can be arranged for you well I, um, that would be helpful but yes. um, I would like your um, speaker to actually give the number to mm. phone in okay. to actually arrange that all right I think that's doable I think that that's is a, is, a, is, a, is a doable option thank you so much Sebastian um, Marsha let's just get that number for people to to request an appointment uh, with somebody who's going to assist them Okay, to book an appointment with us, um, you can book an appointment and select either a telephonic engagement, mm. a video engagement, or a physical walk-in. Mm -hmm. The number uh, for booking the appointment is 0800-11-7277. It's a toll-free number. Okay. The number again is 0800-11-7277. The there is also an e-booking uh, option on the on the sars.gov.za website. Okay, I really appreciate it. I know. I mean, it's it's a lot. Uh, people are really frustrated. It is a lot. And thank you so much for your patience, Marsha. What we will do, well, I'll hand you back to the producers, and you can then take the details of the other issues that you needed to handle privately. But thank you so much for making the time. It is Marsha Ujobolo, who is a senior manager at customer experience at SARS, and I'll give you that number again for those who didn't manage to get it. So you are able to get somebody on the other side to walk you through your individual problems. And if needs be, they will fill in the forms for you and make sure that the submission is correctly done. And I think for me, it's probably the best option at the moment. So you request an appointment, which will be granted via telephone. You can have an option of a video appointment, or you can also have the third option, which is a walk-in. I'd say the first two are better. But anyway, the number is 0800 7277 0800 11 7277